You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes, that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Isaiah 5.1 through 8.8, 76 verses today. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. And he looked for it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I looked for it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you, what I will do to my vineyard. I'll remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I'll break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I'll make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and briars and thorns shall grow up. I'll also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his pleasant planting. And he looked for justice, but behold, bloodshed, For righteousness, but behold, an outcry. Woe to those who join house to house, who add field to field until there is no more room, and you are made to dwell alone in the midst of the land. The Lord of hosts has sworn in my hearing, Surely many houses shall be desolate, large and beautiful homes without inhabitant. For ten acres of vineyard shall yield but one bath, and a homer of seed shall yield but an ephah. Woe to those who rise early in the morning, that they may run after strong drink, who tarry late into the evening as wine inflames them. They have lyre and harp, tambourine and flute and wine in their feasts, but they do not regard the deeds of the Lord or see the work of his hands. Therefore my people go into exile for lack of knowledge. They honored men go hungry, and their multitude is parched with thirst. Therefore Shoal has enlarged its appetite and opened its mouth beyond measure. And the nobility of Jerusalem and her multitude will go down, her revelers and he who exalts in her. Man is humbled and each one is brought low, and the eyes of the haughty are brought low. But the Lord of hosts is exalted in justice, and the holy God shows himself holy in righteousness. Then shall the lambs graze as in their pasture, and nomads shall eat among the ruins of the rich. Woe to those who draw iniquity with cords of falsehood, who draw sin as with cart ropes, let, who say, let him be quick, let him speed his work, that we may see it. Let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw near, and let it come that we may know it. Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil, who put darkness for light, and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes, and shrewd in their own sight. 
Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine, and valiant men in mixing strong drink, who acquit the guilty for a bribe, and deprive the innocent of his right. Therefore as the tongue of fire devours the stubble, and as the dry grass sinks down in the flame, so their root will be as rottenness, and their blossom go up like dust. For they've rejected the law of the Lord of hosts, and they've despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he stretched out his hand against them and struck them. And the mountains quaked, and their corpses were as refuse in the midst of the streets. For all his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. He will raise a signal for nations far away, and whistle for them from the ends of the earth. And behold, quickly, speedily they come. None is weary, none stumbles, none slumbers or sleeps, not a waistband is loosed, not a sandal strap broken, their arrows are sharp, all their bows bent, their horses' hoofs seem like flint, and their wheels like the whirlwind, their roaring is like a lion, like young lions they roar, they growl and seize their prey, they carry it off and none can rescue, they will growl over it on that day, like the growling of the sea. And if one looks to the land, behold, darkness and distress, and the light is darkened by its clouds. In the year of King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. In the train of his robe was filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. One called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go, and say to this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull, and their ears heavy, and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn, and be healed. Then I said, How long, O Lord? And he said, Until cities lie waste without inhabitant, and houses without people, and the land a desolate waste. And the Lord removes people far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. And though a tenth remain in it, it will be burned again, like a terebinth or an oak whose stump remains when it is felled. The holy seed is its stump. In the days of Ahaz, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah, Rezin, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the king of Remaliah, the king of Israel, came up to Jerusalem to wage war against it could not yet mount an attack against it. When the house of David was told, Syria is in league with Ephraim, the heart of Ahaz and the heart of the people shook as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. And the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out to meet Ahaz, 
you and shared Jashub, your son, for the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the washer's field, and say to him, Be careful, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your hearts be faint because of these two smoldering stumps of firebrands, the fierce anger of Rezin in Syria, the son of Remaliah, because Syria with Ephraim and the son of Remaliah has devised evil against you, saying, Let us go up against Judah and terrify it, and let us conquer it for ourselves, and set the whole son of Tabeel as king in the midst of it. Thus says the Lord God, It shall not stand, and it shall not come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is Rezin. And within sixty-five years, Ephraim will be shattered from being a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is the son of Remaliah. If you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all. Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask for a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. The Lord will bring upon you and upon your people and upon your father's house such days as had not yet come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. In that day, the Lord will whistle for the fly that is at the end of the streams of Egypt and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. And they will all come and settle in the steep ravines and in the clefts of the rock and on all the thorn bushes and on all the pastures. In that day, the Lord will shave with a razor that is hired beyond the river with the king of Assyria, the head of the hairs of the feet, and it will sweep away the beard also. In that day, a man will keep alive a young cow and two sheep, and because of the abundance of milk that they give, he will eat curds, for everyone who is left in the land will eat curds and honey. In that day, every place where there used to be a thousand vines worth a thousand shekels of silver will become briars and thorns. With bow and arrow, a man will come there, for all the land will be briars and thorns. And as for the hills that used to be hoed with a hoe, you will not come, you will not come there for fear of the briars and thorns, but they will become a place where cattle are let loose and where sheep tread. Then the Lord said to me, Take a large tablet and write on it common characters belonging to Mahar Shalal Hashbaz, and I will get reliable witnesses, Uriah the priest and Zechariah the son of Jeberekah, to attest for me. I went to the prophetess, and she conceived and bore a son. Then the Lord said to me, Call his name Mahar Shalal Hashbaz, for before the boy knows how to cry, Mother, or my father, the wealth of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria will be carried away before the king of Assyria. The Lord spoke to me again, because his people had refused the waters of Shiloh that flow gently and rejoice over Rezin, and the son of Remaliah. Therefore, behold, the Lord is bringing up against them the water of the river, mighty and many, the king of Assyria, and all his glory. And it will rise over all the channels and go through all its banks, and it will sweep into Judah. It will overflow and pass on, reaching even to the neck, 
and his outspread wings will fill the breadth of your land, O Emmanuel. seeing the payoff of why the Limudim Bible reading plan is such a good one. Because as we read in broad swaths throughout the scriptures, and we get to a section like Isaiah, Isaiah is a very dense book full of a lot of inside uh, things that uh, you need to know your Old Testament in order to really understand Isaiah. And now we're seeing a little bit more coming off of the book of Kings, we, we see and we're a little bit more familiar about the themes of who Ahaz is and who Uzziah is and, and who these who's Remaliah and, and Assyria and their role. And so as we're reading this, uh, it's, it's good to have just read Kings. So there's a reason uh, for, the, for the madness in which we are, uh, are, are doing it in this order and in this fashion. But I want to start with where we ended today and just the, the words that Isaiah spoke. He talks about this river that's going to come up to the walls that's going to flood the whole city, and that's judgment language based on the flood uh, of Noah. God has promised never to flood the land, the, the whole earth again. He put his rainbow in the sky as that reminder of his covenant faithfulness. But that doesn't mean that there won't be uh, select judgment flood type activities. And this isn't a literal river. He's using an army against his people in order to remind them, in order to, to, to lay them desolate. That's been the theme throughout the this whole first part. He, he begins with the, the, the song of the vineyard where he's... He, he pictures himself as this vineyard dresser. He, he did all the work of clearing away all the terrible things that, that are there so that he could plant this beautiful vineyard. And he tended to it, and he made a wall around it, and he protected it, and, and he did everything that you're supposed to do, everything that a vineyard owner is supposed to do. And yet, when it came time to yield fruit, it yielded wild fruit. And that's the picture of Israel that God has done everything that he can in order to protect them, in order to establish them in the land, in order to provide for them, and yet they are wild and they will not remain faithful to him. And then Isaiah has this famous vision where he is brought into the presence of the Lord and he sees this seraphim with six wings and crying out continually, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory and we see that the, the temple is filled with smoke and Again, Exodus imagery and Isaiah sees him and he is undone. Woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. And then you see the Lord's compassion as he takes this burning coal, this hot, holy thing that is unapproachable and untouchable. And he touches Isaiah on the lips. And rather than destroying Isaiah, it cleanses Isaiah. And he is made right and he is, his guilt is taken away and his sin is atoned for without a sacrifice of a lamb, without a sacrifice of a goat, without any kind of sacrifice, just the Lord doing it. And then he commissions them 
to go and speak, to preach to these people and know that they are not going to listen to you. What a terrible call. What a terrible call. Your job, Isaiah, here I am, send me. You, you volunteered for it. The Lord tells him, you're going to go and you're going to preach to a people who cannot understand you, who will not listen to you, who will not have their eyes opened. And then from there, he's sent out and he goes to King Ahaz and he, he tells King Ahaz uh, so, some things about what's about to happen and, and not to be uh, afraid, but then the sign of Emmanuel is given. And while this is fulfilled prophecy in the Messiah, as we learn in the New Testament that uh, this virgin will conceive and, and give birth to a son and he, he shall be called Emmanuel, God with us, the, the more immediate fulfillment is that you would consider a girl who is a virgin will conceive, so she is going to conceive naturally in this case, and by the time the child has been uh, brought up a little bit, that's when the judgment is going to come. So, so remember, Isaiah is speaking during the time prior to the exile, and he's warning uh, Israel and Judah about the coming exile. And so it's essentially like there's a virgin, so she's not pregnant yet, but she will get pregnant. And by the time that the child is able to discern right and wrong, uh, that's when that's when this judgment is going to come. And that's kind of where we end today. The Lord is bringing against Judah a judgment. And he's not just doing it out of the blue. He's warning them and he's telling them why it's happening. And he's using Isaiah to do that. And so as we wrap up today, I would ask you to consider these questions. What does this section of scripture tell us about who God is? We get a rare glimpse into the throne room today. What does this section of scripture tell us about who God is? What does this section of scripture tell us about ourselves? And what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts. Turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.